Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back at training, Tuesday training with Thad Bell and Cody Bradley. And this week we have Courtney Ford with us. Courtney, you have had uh, a very interesting, long, difficult journey to MLS, but we don't want to talk about any of that. <laughs> Fair <laughs> we, enough. We know you get asked about all that all, all that all the time. We want to talk about your socks. Okay. Yeah. The socks were a topic of discussion here. The first one of those first games you played, I didn't even notice it, but Thad was Thad was th- just blown away by what was going on with these socks. Well, so, I'm a photographer, so I see the images, and you're like right in front of me. You know, right. And I'm like, what's going on there? I had a friend who uh, I don't know. They're online people are always complaining of this of thassalophobia. It's like you like scared of holes, a bunch of like small holes clumped together. Oh, really? And someone sent me that picture and was like, Ford's socks are setting off my thassalophobia. <laughs> uh, don't mean to do that. That's for sure. <laughs> so the, the holes in the socks, that's just from, it's relieving some pressure, right? Is that where this comes from? Yeah, yeah. So early on in my career, um, I started noticing that I, I cramped very consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, I started cramping between the 65th and 70th minute of every single game. And this was at a time that, you know, we were hyper-focused on my hydration, you mm-hmm. know, electrolytes, um, you know, what your what your intake is, you know, prior to right. games, ga- day before. And really, we just couldn't, we couldn't figure it out. We couldn't figure it out. And um, so through my knee injury, one of the things, obviously, um, my knee struggled with, you know, fluid buildup and fluid accumulation. And one of the things they actually figured out is, when they tried to put a knee sleeve around it, it got worse. So mm. the compression idea just kind of goes in the opposite effect for me. And at that point, you know, I realized, wow, I think I've been, you know, wrapping my my shin guards and, you know, calf sleeves like too tight. And obviously the, the, the socks are very tight. So um, once I learned that, you know, I started cutting holes. I had There was a player that, um, you know, said that he cut holes in his socks and it really helped. And and I tried it, and, you know, I didn't have any calf cramping. So um, between that and a number of other things that I do, you know, to really right. prevent the, the cramping, you know, it's, it's gotten a lot better. So I haven't dealt with it at all this year. I know uniforms and even socks in general 
have caused some problems with some leagues and like certain players, socks are one aware. Did you get any, no one's ever pushed back at all from cutting holes in them or anything? No, no, not yet. Not yet. I mean, I assume at some point they may, but yeah. I could care less. Like <laughs> I have to do whatever I have to do to perform. Right. So right. you get a note um, from the doctor, right? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Possibly. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, whatever it takes to perform to the best of my ability, I could really care less that it's, it, it, it really is not appealing to the eye, and I'm aware of that, but it's not <laughs> meant for, um, you know, for that purpose. So, yeah, I, I, Cody mentioned the fear of holes thing, but the first thought that I had was uh, Charlie Brown Halloween, the ghost costume that he had. It was like holes all <laughs> over holes the place. Holes everywhere. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Aging yourself there, Thad. Good I know, job. I, I know. I'm, I'm the old guy. <laughs> I, I own it, man. At I least I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. That helps, helps my case. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, if you looked at me blankly, I'd have been like, okay, that was a bad joke. <laughs> Um, Cody said, you know, you had an interesting journey and all that, and, and obviously you do. It's it's amazing. Um, just going back in my life, um, my I lost my dad when I was like 12 and my mom when I was in my mid-20s. Sorry know, to hear that. Um, and, you know, and, and same to you, man. So I'm really empathetic to your story. But the interesting or the weird thing to me is that you have guys like us sit down and, like, ask you about it. I mean, I would have had nobody but, you know, a couple friends ask me about that sort of thing. Like, how hard is it to... And not with a microphone in your face. Right, so right. <laughs> Recorded and, you know, maybe going out on a podcast, you know, going out in a podcast and stuff like that. But, you know, how is it How is it to f be that you're getting asked about this stuff all the time? Or, or is it what you want so that you can tell her story more? Yeah, I mean, some days are more difficult than others, right? But at the end of the day, we were very vocal and out there about her whole experience um, her whole journey with cancer and I feel like it's a it's a way to always continue to honor her and make sure that her legacy continues on because yes um, you know her her story was incredible you know especially considering that she was given three to six months to live on three different occasions and lived six years past her diagnosis that's that's the incredible piece that people see you know in the headlines and and on paper but what people don't know is what she did with those six years you know how much yeah. she she really gave back to the community and how involved she was and and that's what I think I can I can continue to kind of make sure that her legacy goes on so it, it, it's just depends on the way that you look at it, but I sort of look at it as an opportunity to make sure that her story continues to inspire other people and other families in similar situations. You know, the, I, again, not knowing your mom, but just knowing people who have been in situations like that and the fight that they have to give to, to continue to live. And I mean, a lot of times it's for their family so that they can be there longer for them. And, you know, you were still a young guy to, you know, for her to be there, you know, is that, I mean, is that an example for you of how, you know, you fight? Because you fought through these knee injuries and things like that. And yeah, 100%. I mean, there's there's no and ifs or buts about it. Like, when, when somebody can be looked straight in their eye and, and say, look, you got three to six months to live, and, and you decide that they're wrong and, and that, yeah. that you're going to be the one to beat it, because that's that's what I tell everybody, you know. It was her genuine belief that she was going to beat it throughout the whole process, you know. I don't think it really hit my mom until, you know, a week after she was in hospice, you know, that she was dying. That's why she she lived so long. You know, she never once believed that, you know, she wasn't going to win that battle. So for me, you know, every journey, every difficult situation that I'm put in, I'm like, well, if she can do that, then, you know, all of this stuff is easy. You know, the knee injury to me is it's no big deal. I never even thought twice about it. You know, when you have somebody that close to you fighting for their life every day. No, no, it's it's irrelevant, you know. So yeah. 
um, which I think is a it, it's big picture. I think that you know a lot of people tend to get lost in that, lost in the sport, and there's really much bigger things that matter. You know, in life, you know, there's family, there's all, all these you know tough tough situations that people deal with on a daily basis. We it's a pleasure to get to and an honor to get to do what we do. So. When, when you and your family have been through stuff like that, it does really put everything else in perspective. I mean, yeah, I'm going to stop complaining about things going on in my life. It's just what makes <laughs> me, I'm, I'm kind of a, little you know, a, a bad loss or two or not a perfect season. You know, it's, it matters, but it doesn't matter nearly as much. Right. Yeah. I mean, you try to control what you control, can control and you try to enjoy it, you know, every step of the way, but everybody goes through something different in life, you know, the way that I explain it to people is that you have to have compassion for everybody's situation, right? You know, it could take me losing my mom, but it could take you, you know, like you getting in a serious car accident, you know, and we could be at the same exact place and how it affected us in our lives. So I just think that, you know, everybody just needs to have compassion with what they go through in life and how everybody deals with it differently and, and find a way to keep moving forward. Should we talk about some soccer? Sure. Uh, because we always try to come up with a very, very uh, not exact plan to how we do these pods. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but one of the things, because I, I mean, I was obviously never very good as soccer player, especially, you know, nothing close to you guys. But I always I was a defender, man. I always loved blocking shots. Right. Right. And it because it, it was a mentality. Right. Other yep. guys wouldn't do that. I just throw my body out there, which is also why I don't walk very well sometimes. <laughs> my stuff. But uh, it's, when I when I got to see you play more often here, uh, you know, I saw you play in Colorado and I probably so you play with academy and stuff too but um seeing you play here man you you are dedicated to blocking shots making those tackles not you know other people will just try to get a position and hopefully you know you you throw your body in there is it just that different mentality between you and other defenders yeah i think it's a it's definitely a mentality piece but it's i think it's one that's learned um it's more tactical it's definitely you know a mindset that i had to to learn and take on, actually, at the University of Denver. Um, every training session we had, you know, Jamie Franks was pounding it into the defenders. You block every single shot, and you block every single cross. That's, there's no, there's nothing else around it, you know. And, and we had drills and sessions and training sessions that literally were tailored just to that, you know, finishing drills, crossing and finishing drills. And if you didn't, if you didn't block a shot, you didn't block a cross, you're getting ripped. Um, so that's kind of where the, the, the mindset came from. And then, you know, the adrenaline that comes with every single time you, you block a shot or you block a cross, you know, that it's, it's addicting, right? It, it's, it's just like the adrenaline rush that you get from it every single time. And so after kind of learning that at the University of Denver, it's just sort of stuck with me. So I take pride in that. So someday when you're a coach, you're gonna have like block shot day training. <laughs> like you know, every Tuesday, you know, block shots, then you can get tacos. Right. We'll see how old the kids are, but the older they get, yes, that that's definitely gonna be be in there for sure. Is that is coaching in your future? Um, I don't know. I think you know, I, I went to the business school at the University of Denver, and I am very business oriented and kind of like the overlooking. Um, like GM piece of it, general mm -hmm. manager. I think that I would I would like to be one step above coaching, um, and just sort of you know dealing with the 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 stats and the politics of things and the managing, yeah, um, and the business side of it. I think you know I I have a bigger focus on that in my future than I do actually coaching itself. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's always interesting the the different sides they go into, but uh, 
I know for Peter, that was actually the side he, he, he wanted to go into first, and then they kind of backed into coaching. But now he's doing both, right? So Right, yeah, now, now he's very good at doing both. <laughs> yeah. was, uh, did you have conversations with him before you – I mean, obviously you had conversations with him before you came here, but about, you know, your role or, you know, the timing and, you know, future or any of that kind of stuff? No, not really. Um, it was very short-winded. I think, you know, as a defender himself – um, he knew what he wanted in a player and a defender mentality wise. And, um, you know, the way that he describes it is, you know, we had a very short conversation um, prior to them signing me in the off season, And, you know, he asked me a couple questions and I was very honest. Um, I definitely didn't hold my tongue. Um, I was so passionate about it that I could, sh- I was shaking, you know, on the phone, not because I was nervous or anything, but just because I was, I was very passionate about it. I wanted to prove people wrong. I knew, you know, that I haven't missed a beat. I haven't missed a step. Um, I still have all, all the abilities, um, that I've had my whole life. And, you know, to add on to that, just a better mentality. And I think that he could tell in that short phone call and that was, you know, the rest was history. So, um, I was just fortunate that, you know, he believed me. He knew my story. He had seen me play, and that was enough for him to be able to trust um, to get me into this organization. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he loves a guy who's passionate and loves defending. So, I mean, that's like right up his alley right there. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So, last week, was that last week? feels like longer ago. We interviewed Johnny Russell. Oh, that was two weeks ago. We interviewed yeah. Johnny, and we were talking about cars. And I saw a car out there that used to be my dream car when I was little, a 370Z. <laughs> was like the absolute pinnacle of a car for me. Right. And I saw it out there, and I was like, someone on this team is driving my dream car. And then he told me that you got in an accident. Or not, not you didn't get an accident. Someone someone ran into, into you it. at the airport. Yep. yep. Yeah, no, brutal. I've, uh, that's my, that's, that's the joy right there, you know, what I get to kind of, you know, have some fun with outside of soccer. And, yeah. you know, I've done a lot of body work to it. Um, you know, so that traveled with you? You didn't like get that? No, I, I had it shipped. I had it shipped from Colorado, but yeah, I have fun with it. You know, I put a lot of time and effort into it and just to, <laughs> to a small little, and, and it was really minor, but it's enough that I'm going to have to, you know, replace the whole, yeah. whole bumper and whatnot. And that stuff's expensive when it's all aftermarket parts. So I was very bummed, but you know, just kind of how we were talking about, you know, earlier is like, listen, like could have been worse, could have been a real accident, could have, you know, there's way worse things than getting to get rear-ended, you know, so it's just kind of about perspective. You said that was like your, you know, fun thing to do. I mean, is there, is that the main thing you like, you know, work on the car, drive, or is there other stuff that like, you know, relaxes Courtney? Um, yeah, I usually have a lot of a lot of side gigs going on. Um, have a couple LLCs. I was gonna say he's got some business hustles. I bet. Yeah, it sounds like he's got business. Definitely a couple business hustles. Um, but you know, to really to really get to relax, um, you know, I love to get out on the golf course when I can. That's usually comes at a time when I feel a hundred percent healthy, and that hasn't you know been the case. You know, you manage things here and there, so I haven't really got a chance to go play much. Um, here in Kansas City, but I really do look forward to, to getting out on the course. Um, but other than that, you know, video games are always fun with the guys. They're not as fun when you're playing by yourself, but when you're playing <laughs> with Johnny, Daniel, Kyrie, um, Cam, you know, when you play when you play together with your teammates, it's a fun, you know, way to socialize and get to kind of take a step away from the, the pitch. So, um, but between a couple of those things and some other things like 
camping, fishing, bowling. You know, I have a lot of Outdoor niches guy. and hobbies. Yeah. yeah, very, very active. I'm not not one to go home and, and sit on the couch and watch TV. Right. Yeah, but outdoors, but also video gaming. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah, but with friends. Both worlds, it's different. Right? Like you yeah. said, it is, it's different <laughs> if you got people with you. Right. It's much more enjoyable when you just like slam or beat the heck out of Johnny, right? Yeah, or whoever. He's he's actually very good. He's very good at Call of Duty <laughs> Warzone. So we, we, we're usually competing for who who has a better performance. Call on the of game, Duty. So. Huh? I was assuming FIFA. You were just playing FIFA. No, you know the the older we got, I think when we were young, you know, academy, even college, it was a lot of FIFA, a lot mm-hmm. of FIFA. I even think a lot of the young guys on the team play FIFA, but and we're um, not even gonna be able to call it FIFA anymore. Did you see? I that? know, oh, I did man. see that. That's yeah. insane. It's crazy. That's insane. That's definitely gonna. Ruin some some it memories is. and future memories. It'll always. FIFA's be. made some bad moves, but that's the biggest. I think. That's that's a weird one. <laughs> yeah, that, that sucks for sure. Okay, well, thank you very much for your time, Courtney, and uh, yeah, we'll hopefully talk to you soon, man. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you guys. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it.